review, y'all. Jump. The rest of the film. Jump. With my boy, Todd Hastings. Todd Hastings open his bitch. And that new Dylan got broke. Dylan got to what you got. You know what it is. Come on. Dylan Thunder got John Thunder Hastings. Everyone's a happy boy. Let's all make out and be naked. Oh, yeah. Take your shirt off. No, wait. Put it back on. You're disgusting. Yeah, My name is yeah, Dylan yeah. Gott. You've got a lot of botched Sopranos tattoos because you're listening to The Wrestler Review. This week on The Wrestler Review, we're talking <laughs> exclusively about Jushin Thunder Liger, a man that, um, I'm going to say this, is got one of the more interesting careers ever for a Japanese wrestler in that I think because he wore a mask... The racist wrestling promoters forgot he was Japanese and just thought he was a superhero. There is a weird thing about Liger where it just works for some reason. Like, there's a lot of, like, mask guys that don't work. And then just for some reason, Liger, you're like, that's fine. I don't know why. I don't know why that is. That's really the whole thing about his career where it's like a lot of Japanese wrestlers comes over, come over and a lot of luchadors and people come over. And both the fact that they are <laughs> not American... And don't speak English, and the fact that they wear masks, exactly. Like, a lot of promoters are like, I don't like that guy. No. For some reason, they see Liger, and they're like, hmm, he's got spikes on his little... I like that. All right. You win. You beat our regular wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got long black hair, and he's wearing a cape. He probably knows things. Um, it's also this thing about Jushin Thunder Liger where it's like... And it's a thing of true of most Japanese wrestlers is, like, there's never any bad things. Like, it's never like, oh, um... Like you, uh, every American wrestler, it's like he was great in the ring, and of course, if you left him alone with a dog, he fucked it. Um. <laughs> and then he, and then he goes, "Hello, hi, hi. This is Beetle B. This is Beetle Bill. You've been talking shit about me. Don't ask how I got your number. I made love to those dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Much. Those dogs. If if those dogs didn't want to fuck, then why did they look at me longingly when I covered my <laughs> peen in peanut butter? Um." All right. Well, they're already on all fours. Well, they'd stand up. They didn't want to be fucked. Yeah. If those dogs didn't want to be fucked, why were they perpetually in doggy style? Answer my <laughs> honest questions. They don't call it people style, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I'm just doing what God intended. I'm a Christian. God put dogs on the earth for us to fuck. If that wasn't true, then why am I not? Why am I still the fucking Southern States heavyweight champion? Woo! Oh, oh yeah, the weird. Um, why am I the Mid Atlantic uh, Subway sandwiches Texas regional champion? It's, yes, quiz knows. It's my favorite thing about. Uh, it's a thing that both uh, indie wrestlers. And Canadian comedians do, which is um, uh, just they say credits as if that's an excuse for terrible behavior. <laughs> I would like the I would like to do if I was running Subway sandwiches, I would have us as champion. And then any time anyone talks shit about Subway, bam, Kurt Angle's at your door. Oh whoever. my god! Here's the thing with Subway that I've realized is that if you're eating inside of Subway, you better not live in that town or have just done something heinous, like Subway. Is the <laughs> is the least inviting sit down area I've ever seen in my because it's green and yellow and it's like, hey, you're eating a sandwich that qualifies as cake in Europe. Um, you don't want to sit. It's time to head back to your hotel room. Now, oh, sure, it's covered in body parts, but you'll find a patch in which to enjoy this meatball sub. Oh yeah, it's the healthiest thing available at three a.m. Well, you are on cocaine and just trying to like 
eat for some reason the amount of times know. i've eaten one of their breakfast sandwiches hungover, and there's something in that that it's like you eat that and then it it flushes your system like a goddamn enema like the amount of train toilets where i've had to look at myself in the mirror and go you're about to ruin everyone's journey uh in the united <laughs> kingdom <laughs> you're about to fucking come in this toilet yeah, yeah, That's yeah what you're I about to say. shit door open describing it to the other passengers i'm crowning i'm crowning i'm crowning i'm crowning oh 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 um I'll tell you who's never taken a shit on a train in England because he didn't wrestle there very often. That's Jushin Thunder Liger. What the fuck is up with me doing such a great segue? He was born where, Dylan? Hiroshima in 1964. Yeah, that's right. His dad fucked a nuclear bomb crater and he was born. <laughs> I, I I can only assume that... Um... Jushin Thunder Liger came from a nice family that were like, what's your dream? Um, uh, uh, Kichi Yamahana, Yamada? And he was like, I'd like to be a wrestler. And they were like, well, have a nice time. And he's like, okay, well, bye. Yeah, he actually, um, amateur wrestling, he lasted till, uh, he actually lost to Toshiaki Kawada in the finals of an amateur wrestling tournament. And then here's the other thing about Liger is that this man, when you look, you could really appreciate it. You notice it in the suit. But then part of me always thought it was just part of the suit. But this man has shoulders for days, John. Like legitimately some of the biggest shoulders I've ever seen. The man you could broadcast a goddamn movie on his back. He's also goddamn amazing at fucking bumping. Like, he's absolutely... The way he lands every time... He's one of the best wrestlers ever, yeah. Yeah. Looks fucking brutal, but you're also like... Well, the way he jumped up... It's the interesting thing about wrestling in that you can see the guys that are... Like, Mick Foley's really good at bumping because his move was, well, I'll just land on my spine. Don't need that. And then Jushin Thunder Liger, like, knows exactly the specific part of his body that's padded and callous to land, jump up, do something crazy cool kick, and then have luxurious black hair. Like, I honestly, by the way, stand by the <laughs> fact that part of the appeal of Jushin Thunder Liger is his hair is wonderful. Well, and the other, uh, so he does the thing that I think that most wrestlers should get to do, and uh, none of them end up doing, certainly not now, which is he gets to basically live the first five years of his, of his career under his actual name, just wrestling matches everywhere in the world to like learn how to wrestle. And this is something that Japanese wrestling organizations do that just basically the way the WWE does it now, they just try to like sign people and then, okay, you're in NXT. Now you're on our TV show, but it just makes so much more sense to like, okay, you're signed to WWE developmental deal. Go work these shitty indies. Go work everywhere. Now you know how to wrestle. Now you know how to get over naturally. Come back and we'll teach you how to wrestle the WWE style. This, but they don't well, do that in it's Japan. It's this amazing confidence that the Japanese wrestling companies, particularly in New Japan, um, I, in my opinion, has, which is they're like, we're the best, so you can go wrestle somewhere else, but you'll be back. Like, please, please go ahead and wrestle yeah. somewhere else. We are New Japan. My name is Antonio Inoki. I am a Brazilian Japanese person who somehow wrestled in North Korea for a Japanese political move. I have the squarest chin ever. Do I eat women out? No. <laughs> You'll be losing to me when I'm 83 yeah, yeah, years yeah. old. By the way, my retirement match will be me pinning the entire country of Japan. <laughs> I will be thrown out of a plane in what most think is a suicide attempt. It really, is just me pinning the entire country of Japan. I'm also, I'm also insane. Yes, you should be aware that, and this is the most wrestling thing ever. My company exists truly to spite another man. Welcome to. It is built. On <laughs> but he, um, sorry, fuck. I'm gonna fuck up his name. All right, one, one, two, three. You want to say it at the same time? 
You want us to do it one, two, three, came time, the same time, we'll ruin his name? Which, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to let you ruin his name, and I'm going to stand here in superiority. So when he was right, was when he was wrestling as one, two, three, I'm going to do it. Kechi Yamada, boom, killed it. He also went to All Star Wrestling mm-hmm. uh, off and on. He wrestled in Stampede Wrestling, and I can only assume that neither of these men knew that he was from Hiroshima. Yeah, he, yeah, oh, like, I mean, when Stu Hart found that out, there he laughed for three. three. You get you the only when the fires of the nuclear bomb cleansed your town. Did you find it that it made you clean? Because I often set fires to feel clean. I'd have twelve kids, but I burned two of the. I burned Helen's stomach. Like oh god. Uh, by the way, Jushin Lunder Liger said of Stu Hart, he was a very, a very, tu- a very, very tough man, which we uh, we all know is code for something. Very, very tough man to get along with if you're Japanese. Very, very tough man to get along with if you're his kid. Very, very tough man. Oh yeah. To get along with if you have to go to the bathroom in his house because he's removed all the doors because he quote unquote likes to see it come out. <laughs> But the, the the deal that the stampede gets on a lot of these like guys just passing through is insane. Where it's like, hey, are you a bunch of farmers who just found booze in a field in Saskatchewan? Well, enjoy watching some of the greatest wrestling of all time while you yell the slurs you think they are. Yeah, it's so funny that it's also in Calgary. Like it's this weird because Calgary has this weird thing of like Calgary's pretty convinced it's cosmopolitan. Like it's like ah, we're Calgary, we have had a dance show twice. Like, it's such a funny town that way where it's like, because it's in Alberta and surrounded by shitheads, um, it is a very cosmopolitan place. But if you put, if you dropped Calgary, like, next to Paris, it would be like, mm, what's this gobbledygook you're talking about and why is there no skiing? Yeah, and also, like, imagine, I don't know, people say Alberta's like Canada's Texas, but imagine Texas, but also cold, so people are, like, a bit angrier. Oh, boy, are they ever. They're a bit angrier, and also, it's also, it snows in September, they're a bit angrier, and it's righteous anger, where they were like, I was told I didn't have to deal with this fucking shit. Also, how often do you think about the fact that Bret Hart just keeps making hotter and hotter women just move to Calgary to marry him? Like, I like that. It's, I, it, it. I think about it more than is healthy. That he's just like alpha. Um, you're very beautiful. You're a model. You want to marry me, a man who's had a stroke, who will cheat on you? Well, you have to move to McLeod Trail near the big mall. Who does? He, who do they face in Stampede Wrestling? Who's like their number one? Um, I, so he's in a tag team. Uh, Yamada is. Uh, <laughs> he's in a tag team uh, with uh, well, Mister Hito. He also starts working with a feud that'll defi- go on to define his at least American career. Brian Pillman, um, and he, wor- he tags a bit with Johnny Smith. And what is the name of the team that he tags against? It tags against. I believe it was the Viet Cong Express. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was, baby. Mm. God damn it. All right, I got this bowl of racist gimmicks in which, okay, all right, Vietnamese guys. How much did you want the Viet Cong Express to be white guys? Like, a, a big part of me is like, they're white. Yeah, 100%. They're 100% white guys. <laughs> well, they're in masks. They're probably white guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was, I was hoping no masks, just like two, a guy named Gordon, a guy named Chris. We love Hoachman. Hey, uh, I love fucking being a goddamn commie piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, My d- name is Charlie, and this is Wire. <laughs> <laughs> 
He got off easy, though. I'll tell you this, because uh, Yamada, when he does these gimmicks, he's wrestling under his real name. And he's, I mean, for certainly he's a baby face. He's getting catcalled 180%. But like Kawada, the guy he beats in the, uh, in his high or loses to in the high school wrestling tournament, gets rewarded by, I think he worked for Bill Watts or something. And his name, he was in a tag team called Japanese Force. <laughs> so, and they came out, they're like, basically they'd be like, you have to learn the word karate because that's all you're going to be fucking saying. Like, but again, what's so funny about looking at Jushin Liger's whole career is it's he... He works with some of he works with some of wrestling's greatest monsters, and you also get the insight into how they, as wrestling's greatest monsters, deal with like racism and stuff like that. In that, Bill Watts would be like, "Well, they are they're from where near Japan, where Japan is," and it's like, "Yeah, but they're not Japanese. How would you know?" That's true. They move quickly. That's I mean, the that's express. that's the point. Boom. <laughs> that, that, that's that's a point you make all the time. Oh, of course. Oh my god. Yeah. If you could see the text messages between me and Dylan, it's a real meeting at Mid South Wrestling. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> the year is 1989, and uh, Jushin Thunder Liger is born. Um, he is based off of an anime character that debuts the same year, and just goes on to have this really blessed, amazing career. Here's the thing with Jushin Thunder Liger. He's fucking good. He's like Tom Petty. You don't realize how many hits Tom Petty has until you're like. Tom Petty's not that yeah, important. True. And then you listen to one Tom Petty Greatest Hits album and you're like, oh, he just wrote all of he wrote all of the songs you play your dad plays while he's working in the woodshed. He wrote all of the songs you play when you're at the cottage and one of your uncles is like, guess what happens in the woods? And you're like, Well, I know it's probably drinking because you've been up all night drinking, Uncle Rick. And he's like, Nah, that and nose beers. And then he does a bit of coke off your mom's head. <laughs> that's that's something we could all relate to, is our uncles doing blow off of our mom. Um so to close out 88, that's the last time this guy wrestles as uh, Kichimata. And he does a thing which I think, obviously, I think Japanese wrestling is cool for this at least. For the first couple of years, he loses. Then he goes to North America. Then they can do the whole thing of like, oh, he learned how to fight in North America. So he starts winning some matches. He's winning and losing as Yamada. And he has some great matches. But what he doesn't have is essentially a gimmick or anything. So he comes back. And like you said, this anime actually started the exact same time when the character Jushin Liger came into professional wrestling. And that is something that I wish the WWE would definitely do is start. I want to see no. Emily in Paris. No, do not let the do Emily not in Paris, the valet. I want to see fucking Game of Thrones, the person. Oh. Yeah, but here's the thing. We're going to get we get all of that. It's just we get it. I want to see corporate synergy. You get it 10 years later. It's the, That's why I like the way the WWF does it, where it's like, hey, you remember the prison television show Oz? That was 20 years ago. Yeah, well, Vince Vince watched a bit of it on a plane, so now we've got this guy. No, because I want it to be fucking at the exact same time. Like, I want uh, Vince to, um, the guys from Pokemon to be like, we're trying to break into it. And he's like, oh, Pokemon, okay, good. I have a character. How about this? How about and they think I know you know where this is going? I fuck him in the ass. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, 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 that's no, no, not no, no, at all. No, no, that's no, no, just no, no, a, that's no, 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 no. also here's the thing I also want to say about Jushin Thunder Liger, which I enjoy is throughout all of it, because he's wearing a full bodysuit. He could be the most ripped man ever. And it looks like he has an all right, but not impressive body, which, again, I think kind of saved him in that he has this very consistent has a great match on every card he's in. But it's not like he's 
In North America, just the way he was positioned, no one's favorite wrestler is Jushin Thunder Liger, but you watch his matches always because you're like, fuck, this is going to be fun. Like, it's just, he's such an interesting, dynamic, different wrestler in that you really don't understand and can't comprehend how important he is. Like, people talk about the Brian Pillman matches, but no one talks about the fact that he basically consistently had amazing matches throughout his entire fucking career. He was like has been considered one of the top junior heavyweights in Japan since he debuted as the Liger Man in 1989. He also, and I'll never stop loving this, has a nickname on top of a fake name. Like that's great. Also, he works for North American audiences because his name is easy to say. And I know that that sounds crazy, but welcome to fucking North Americans, where it's like Kijimuda. That's that is you look at that on a piece of paper and crackers are like that's hard to pronounce. I don't want him to be the intercontinental champion, but you're like juicing thunder liger. Yeah, man, give that guy the fucking TV title, bruh. Well, it's also very simple because it's like he is very like out there as in like a very easy character to digest. Here's Jushin Thunder Liger. What's he? He's a superhero. Okay, I can see that. Versus like you're right. Like you're watching um, a great Buddha, same thing. You need these guys, these dudes that come over from Japan in the early like 90s and 80s and stuff. They needed to already have big billboard gimmicks. You couldn't get into like, here's Kenta Gobashi. What's his character? Well, after years of losing, he finally, I'm asleep, yeah, don't yeah. care. What's that guy? He spits mist. Okay, why don't we just trade that guy, mist guy, for uh, this guy? Uh, well, who's Kiji Muda? Well, he's a, uh, a man who likes to invent beyond. Uh, who's the boring? Well, he's the he's the great Muda. He's he's spit. He's basically a snake who's a guy who, for some reason, will make a baby face for a bit. I like that <laughs> exactly. And Liger uh, does wrestle Owen Hart for a minute, and uh, I think one of the more I mean, you can say if this is impressive, you could say that it's not because it is just one weird, weird man's opinion, but. Jushin Thunder Liger has won pretty much more Wrestling Observer Awards than anyone. I, I'm going to check this down here. Uh, Jushin Thunder Liger was best wrestler for four straight years from 89 to 93, best technical wrestler and best uh, best fly, best flyer those exact same years. And also, we sh- we'd be remiss if we didn't say uh, 1987. He actually debuts this as Kichi Yamada, but he debuts the Shooting Star Press, which I think is the high dirge for... I also think that part of that is also because Dave Meltzer's like, he wears a mask, I can pretend to be him. He's got long hair. David has long hair. David is Thunder Liger. <laughs> I mean, Dave Meltzer probably did more juice in Juice and Thunder Liger. Mm-hmm. 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 But yeah, for sure. So I, I get that. And also Dave Meltzer is just... He's very much a fan of a specific style, and as that style's evolved, he's been like, nope, still like it, you know? Because if you look at these matches in the 90s, and I do understand, it's funny watching Jim Ross call Brian Pillman and Jushin Liger matches from the early 90s, because he tries to call them the exact same way that he calls AEW matches now, but it's just, they're just, and this is going to make me sound, this makes me sound old, because I am old and I love, I love Bran, but they look more like a fight. They just, Brian Pillman versus Jushin Thunder Liger looks just more like a fight. Yeah. They don't stop and start and like, okay, well, you're going to do a shooting star press. I better roll into position. It's like, yeah, there's a bunch of like, they do double cross bodies. They do that whole thing where 
they do the double cross body rest spot and it's like they just smack each other in the face and it both and it looks great and they both well, bump very you're well you're also dealing with two incredibly gifted wrestlers you're also dealing with at least one of them is very aware of his character knows how to position himself knows how to use it the other one is uh brian pillman who's like oh you're dealing with a guy who genuinely is like i know this is fake but i almost died of throat cancer as a kid so guess what i'm gonna do full punch you in the face all right <laughs> I mean, my family will be sad that I died, but my son will be much more balanced because he's not going to wake up in the middle of the night with a guy who's wearing a skull t-shirt just going, give me your larynx. <laughs> yeah, and Liger works, of course, when they do uh, they do talent trades. They do talent trades to WCW, and obviously that works. And he basically pops in and out of WCW constantly and was a refreshing, amazing part, and never an unsung part of the cruiserweight division. Um Throughout Eric Bischoff's tenure, here's the thing that I, I've been trying to put my finger on of why Jushin Thunder Liger has been so consistently kind of great. And part of it is he doesn't age in a weird way because of his wrestling attire. You ne- like he always just kind of like you imagine him just being a young man, but he's like he wrestles into his fifties and like doesn't really seem to ever get injured, which is also fucking crazy. We're like not fans of Japanese wrestling, not because it's not good. It's just it's harder to get into. What it is is it, for me, it's the commentary, and it's also so I don't know. It's lit weird. I'm like this is a weird thing, but it's like it looks like it's there it's always lit like softcore pornography. So I'm just I just wanted to say like looking oh, at this, we we're go. looking go at this very out. much. Everyone, from, uh, watch out! Here come Dylan's going with a hot take, and you know what that means? Watch out, Tucker Carlson! You're about to sound like a lib. Yeah, I'm gonna lib cuck Tucker Carlson, Cucker Cuckleson. Yeah, Dylan got. You want to know who's pulling the fucking strings behind the QAnon shaman? That's right, Dylan got. <laughs> <laughs> I all I mean is we're coming this from a very North American centric angle. We're we're talking about a guy who we got to see little dips and dabs of, and watching a bunch of matches before. Preparing for a podcast isn't going to do justice to what this man did. And from a North American perspective, when you get into wrestlers like Shawn Michaels, when you get into wrestlers like, and this isn't from a North American's perspective, like even Kobashi, there's these like actual stories you can tell. And by which I mean like Shawn Michaels had the ups and downs with substance abuse. He's a great wrestler. Kobashi had cancer and came back. Which, by the way, I, you guys are not privy to the text chain that Dylan and I are part of. Dylan cannot stop laughing about that he keeps just going like he probably he probably shaved his head his kids probably cried dylan got yeah i'm like ah good he lost his first match or whatever um his first match back they just jobbed him out and then every champion and they were like in north america he totally would have won that match but in japan it was like yeah he had cancer he's weaker now yeah, exactly. like <laughs> I mean, I, it's one of those things where it's like they were they were wrong to do it i see the logic i see why you do it logic to a fault so but what I'm saying is, like, I think Liger was a victim of the fact that he wins the IWGP title for the first time in 1989, a couple months after, like, debuting the Liger character. The best of the Super Juniors starts. They have a bunch of amazing tournaments. And he really is just kind of very good and amazing for about 30 years with no real drama. It's not like it's like, wow. And then, and then there's... No, you know what? There was totally drama. He had a brain tumor in 1996. I'm sorry. Brain tumors don't count, though, no, for yeah, me. Brain tumor? I've got like eight brain tumors. That's why my personality's so erratic. But guess what? I'm not going to fucking do. 
Why don't we do a podcast about lighting fires, fires in the fire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you, oh, you guys think that that Stu Hart impression doesn't live in my head every day and tell me what to do? Your penis, eh, your penis is Bruce. Put it in a book. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Stu Hart's impression is just John when he tries to think about doing math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or just think about love. Because um, love is dead. Here's the other thing that I, there is a ton of drama. Like he's in. At one point, the Booker of New Japan in 2000 decides to de-emphasize the light heavyweight division, and which a- ends up like basically destroying his credibility as Booker and affecting the bottom line of New Japan because everyone fucking is like, no, no, we're the we're the guys doing the flips and full punching each other, and they're like, wait, what? Yep, that's pretty much <laughs> that's pretty much it. I mean, and they they start to, but that's after the entire 90s of being like, oh, why uh, we have an entire amazing division and Liger. And all these other guys, Pegasus Kid, of course, even Owen Hart. We have all these guys who oh, are great. Who, but who's the Pegasus Kid? Don't fucking jump over that. Well, the what they do is they actually have a mask versus mask match. Liger wins, and as a stipulation, later on, Liger says you're gonna have to kill your son. That's what, <laughs> <laughs> what the stipulation. We was all knew match. where that joke was headed. Not only do you have to take your mask off, you have to take. Your child's life. Also, it's the name. I'm going to say this because I've been listening to some stuff about it from here on out. Now, you can call me a cock lord if you want, but I think we should call it the Nancy and Daniel Benoit's tragedy because everyone's saying it's the Chris Benoit tragedy. I don't think it's appropriate to be like, you know who the real victim is here? The murderer. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's the Nancy and Daniel Benoit tragedy. So that take that. A very awful joke followed by... Me being very smart again. I want to know more about the dogs that were left in the pool. Those poor guys, just they, they got petted by three people and then they were just discovered by the police. Talk about traumatizing. I'd love to own one of those dogs. This is, that's my new character. It's one of my favorite selfish qualities is the people that immediately focus on the animals in the face of human tragedy. Those people can all eat my poo. And it's so it's funny to me every time because it's always it always comes across as tone deaf. Where's the cat? Where are all the cats? The school's on fire. Someone better go get the gecko. Um, like shut up. Watching the movie Twister, I think when I was a kid, and then as soon as the dog was fine, my mom couldn't have given a shit what happened to the. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, the dog's fine. This movie's a comedy to me now." Here's a movie that I've never seen: the movie Twister, because I looked at it and went, "I don't give a fuck about tornadoes." <laughs> you really did. You don't. You don't give a shit about tornadoes, That's right? Whoa. This guy has had some brain tumors. Not unlike Jushin Thunder Liger. And here's the thing. He gets brain tumor. They get to take it out. And then they're like, I don't know how to tell you this, but uh, you're taller now. And then that's it. Sometimes people get brain tumors and it changes their whole personality. And uh, everyone's like, no, it's still, you're still good. No, he's still a steady hand on the wheel. It turned out he, he used to like green peppers and then he liked red peppers. And that was the most changed Jushin Thunder Liger. That's pretty much the that, yeah exactly. He had a brain tumor and he's like, uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but you're eating, you're eating healthier, and it's not because that is like a thing you have to do. It's just that our wires got crossed. And now broccoli tastes like ice cream to you. Oh, by the way, um, uh, you have a visitor. The juice they won't let me eat your tumor. I want that's how I cure my tumor. <laughs> how else do I get? powerful uh, uh, why do you think i love pain i uh, am a demon Eddie. have you ever uh, watched infowars starring Vern Gagne? because uh, <laughs> he's often talking about the globalist which is a code for you know who who works at the bank but uh, uh, he's done a couple of things and that uh, yes i am a 
I am an Oregon eating kid. Fuck. I mean, I'm, we need to stop because we're going to get sued by the Stu Fire State because I just called them. What, the Hart family? They don't care. They probably all believe Some it. One of them will care. One of them will find out we have a Patreon. Bruce will find out we have a Patreon. He's like, I'm going to need 50 bucks anytime I want because only I get to make fun of dad. Only I get to talk about how dad liked to eat our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Save up all your buggers. Only I get to talk about how I have one kidney because dad took it and ate the other kidney one time. <laughs> he thought it'd make him stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was hanging out with mean Gene Okerlund. Wow. Welcome, everyone, Stu. Here's what you need to do. Start eating the organs of your children. It's not something I want. I don't go in for cannibalism, but I like to know that I've caused someone else pain through my proxies. <laughs> all right, we should take a break, and then we'll talk about Liger's WCW run... And uh, really the weird, weirdly, how Liger becomes their, like, one-size-fit-all, hey, everyone else from Japan's pretty good, but we just need to keep having this guy back. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, we'll see you after the break. And during the break, be aware that I am going to be doing squats and push-ups while Dylan eats an entire bucket of KFC chicken. I've been, uh, I've been, sl- I've been putting a cup on my skin mound where my dick is, so it actually makes my cock bigger. That's the start of this ad. Oh, Please go to patreon.com backslash wrestler review <laughs> and, donate, and donate to us. $5 gets you exclusive access to our Patreon feed and episodes ahead of time. For $25, bucks, you can select a wrestler to review. One guy did Buck Zumoff, who's a pedophile rapist, and we still reviewed him. God damn it. We have no allegiances. Go to Patreon to hear the Buck Zoomoff episode, also known as the time where two friends are pushed to the fucking edge. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review or rate us on iTunes. Subscribe. Throw yourself out a fucking window. Who gets a shit? The year is wherever the fuck. <laughs> Jushin Thunder Liger. 1992, Jushin Thunder Liger comes into WCW, and what's one of the really fun things well, he about comes, WCW... Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Doesn't he come back? Isn't he originally there? 91 is the Pillman run, and then he fucks off again, probably because Bill Watts shows up, and he's like, your hair's too long, people think you're a woman. And he's like, well, I'll see ya. Oh, 100%. There's no way that Bill Watts liked having Liger on there, and it's also the thing where it's like, it's one thing when it's a territory, and everyone kind of comes in and out, but when one guy gets to come in and out and win and lose, and then just leave, because he wins um, the light heavyweight title, which, by the way, I think we can all agree cruiserweight is just a better way to say small wrestler. Light heavyweight, light heavyweight sounds less good than heavyweight. Even though in boxing yeah. it doesn't actually matter, like in UFC, you kind of have to adjust because you're so trained as a wrestling fan to be like light heavyweight mains first match on the card, and then you watch UFC and you're like, or it means exciting fighting from thin men with big muscles, or you see, yeah, you see a light heavyweight actually knock out a heavyweight, and you're like, oh well, this would never happen in wrestling. They'd be like, make it very clear that the light heavyweight is a bad person. I mean, that would it definitely it definitely happens in it happens in all wrestling that isn't fucking um, WWE. WWE will not let a yeah a five foot five man is doing nothing to a six foot man in wrestling and also by the way in WWE wrestling heavyweight height is very much a part of it which I enjoy as well. Oh really? Yeah, this guy's six two. He's one ninety, but that means heavyweight baby. Height is part of it. You fuck. So, but Liger comes in. He beats Pillman for the light heavyweight title. He beats Pillman quite a bit. Pillman starts to win. Honestly, if you look at cage match, that's pretty much. 
Liger doesn't really win a WCW match again until Slamboree 95. So it's really... Oh, sorry, Starcade 95, where they give him a win over Benoit. And it's really a weird... It's a, not a weird thing, but it's like really obvious that like you give a guy a bunch of wins when he first gets in the company, and you don't have to really give him a bunch of wins for the rest of his life. It's also this weird thing of Jushin Thunder Liger never gives any interviews. There's never... He's always... He's not plugged in. It's always... It's something that WCW did well, which is single style. Why is this a match? Uh, why... Like... Why are we having this match? Because these two guys are good at wrestling. One of them is going to be beat the other one to prove he's better at wrestling than that fucking guy. And it's yeah, he's not a heel. He's not a heel at all. And also, they're having matches that are so much. This is the thing. It always gets said that like, oh, the cruiserweights in WCW that was Eric Bischoff's real stroke of genius. And it's like no, because they did it four years earlier with Liger. Yeah, no, but what it is is yeah, they did it for years. Yeah, but it was it was built around Liger. The the stroke of genius when it came to the fucking um WCW Cruiserweight division isn't how do I say this so that you'll understand cuz you're very dumb. Isn't I'm very smart. Yeah, I'm hurtful. Um his stroke of genius was that it was a, a full division as opposed to before where like and WWF did this as well, which is like Everything but the oh, yeah, everything just, but the Intercontinental and the World Heavyweight. Like it was the World Heavyweight title, and then it was the Intercontinental title. There wasn't other divisions. While in WCW, they literally made like it's basically like for one or two matches a show. There was this whole other mini show, whereas all these guys are kind of going for this one belt, and it was super fucking exciting. Like, and it was so different. Like it was so fucking different, especially by the time it was Nitro times, because like. All of those wrestlers looked different, like in the way that Jushin Thunder Liger looks so unique, like Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio, Psychosis, Dean Malenko, um, Eddie Guerrero, all of those guys, they moved so much differently than the North American audience was used to, even with Jushin Thunder Liger in that first initial run was always an attraction as opposed to, he was an attraction within the show as opposed to what he, the cruiserweight division in WCW became for a few years, which was... This like step like that the title was the attraction as opposed to with Jushin Thunder Liger is Jushin Thunder Liger was the attraction that's what I'm trying to say fuck yeah yeah it was the same exactly what you said it was that's what you said fucking ten minutes ago when you started that bullshit no <laughs> it was he the, got me it was the Alunder Blaze effect where it's like we don't have a fucking light heavyweight division we have Brian Pillman and then we just bring people in and then they're like are they gonna beat him we've never introduced this character are they gonna win but the thing was Liger was so great because you didn't need to introduce him he's like he's fucking here now and everyone's like I'm in versus you know and that worked with uh, people Alunder Blaze we did an episode a million years ago about Bull Nakano and that was totally the thing with Bull Nakano I saw Bull Nakano as a kid and I'm like that's terrifying I'm in yeah yeah you know, yeah I'm terrified, and by terrified, I mean... Frankenstein hair that stays up the whole time. The Ultimate Warrior gets his face paint, just comes off like two minutes into a match for some reason. And this lady can have her fucking Frankenstein hair in the whole time? I'm terrified. Is anyone else super attracted to Bull Nakano, or is it just Johnny Boy? She's one of those people that you uh, that they definitely were like, oh, you have to heal. She had the real... He she had uh, Henry Godwin problems, you know what I mean? Too hot to be a heel. Goddamn right. Now look at them shoulders. You could ride her all the way home. <laughs> oh, weird. What we should talk about is uh, 1996 is uh, Liger gets a new character, which is... and uh, No, I'm not going to mess this one up. Go ahead. Kinchin Liger. Oh, good for you. It, I, got I did I it. I got confused by uh, Kishin Liger, by the way. So Kishin Liger is basically like what the Great Muda is to Kiji Muda, where it's just sort of like... 
It's their alter ego. The dude love to his mankind, for example. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. The M- Muda had a match. They had a mask versus mask match. And Muda started ripping away at the mask of Liger and embarrassed him. And then Kishin Liger emerged. And they had a, he only was used four times throughout Liger's career, which is really because Muda had that entire period. Oh, my God. He had that entire period where he like evolved beyond the great Muda. And I'm forgetting what they called it now. It wasn't Kiji Muto. It was like, oh, he had a different mask and stuff. But anyway. Oh, yeah. I um, know what you're talking about. And then they did that. They, then that led to like the someone made a wish and brought back the great Muda. That like that absolutely bananas entrance where literally someone has a, the entire crowd goes, what? <laughs> And, like, just the way they do this is... It's a weird thing. I mean, maybe the crowd I, buys in in a better way, yeah. but it's, like, what they tr- what they try to do with The Fiend, and it's, like, you started and you were there, and you could have just made The Fiend a wrestler, but I guess the pandemic kind of forced people to do this, where it's, like, now it's a... There's no he just does weird movies. wink in Japanese wrestling. Like, the thing is, is it's this weird That's thing. True. In Japanese wrestling, it's, like... They're just fucking into it. Well, it's also just, like, yeah, the last match was two guys legit beating the fuck out of each other, and then the next match is a actual dragon versus the concept of regret. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> ask me no questions. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> that would be good. That would be very good. But what we should say is uh, Kishin Lager is, um, I think it's interesting because he only goes to this four times. And it seems like a pretty clear cut thing where it's like, okay, it's 1996. This man's been wrestling for 12 years at a high paced style. Maybe he's going to switch to just being this character for a bit. Nope. Right back to Jushin Thunder Liger. That's it. And it's kind of what they try and do with the demon Finn Balor, but they just use the demon too much. And now, I think now he's just back to being Finn Balor in NXT. Just pure, unadulterated Irish guy with abs. Do you think... Yeah, the only one. Do you think it's... We- I always think about Finn, ba- Finn Balor in NXT. It's such an interesting thing of it's like he's the guy... Like It, it doesn't seem sad, but it should seem sad because he's basically like, he graduated from high school and now he's back again. He's Billy Madisoning it. <laughs> I think it was more that like, well, we'd rather see this guy as a top guy rather than Braun Strowman frisbeeing him into a sign once every two months. Yeah, it's also he's very close with Triple H and Triple H was just like, well, if I leave you with Vince McMahon any longer, he's literally going to be like, your name's Finn Balor and you're a shark fin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we should mention this. Liger and Pillman is the first match of her on WCW Nitro. Yeah, the first match in WCW Nitro, which really shows how bad wrestling was doing because they had to debut a national television show at a fucking mall. Welcome to wrestling. Go fuck yourself. It did look different. I than mean, that is W. That is, but I don't think that is a cons- that is a that is a way to say that, isn't it, Dylan? That is a way to say that. It do- It did. You know what, Dylan? It did look different. I mean, it did. So I mean, isn't that the point? You just get someone to stop clicking channels, like, oh look, wrestling while people are uh, eating frozen yogurt. Yeah, that's yeah, it's wrestling while people are eating frozen frozen yogurt, and Hulk Hogan is me tooing a woman inside the Pastamania during this television program. <laughs> but I don't think people really remember that as a thing where it was like Pastamania. No, no one remembers Pastamania but me. I'm the only one that remembers Pastamania. Go ahead. I was I was meaning like that. The odd time you go to the mall and it would just be someone trying to start a shitty band. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that that's how they basically launched Britney Spears. Is Britney Spears, for years, had to go around to shopping malls and just yeah. sing her album. By the way, if you guys all want to put a gun in your mouth, uh, put watch the New York Times presents the Free Britney Movement documentary. You sit there just being like, oh, my God, we all we drove this poor woman insane. Yeah, she doesn't even have access to her own money. Good for her. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, just like Dylan. Dylan got has no access to his money. He's in a conservatorship with his wife because Dylan, quote unquote, tried to buy the DeLorean from Back to the Future from just a guy he met once. You give me money, I'm spending it on a Rey Mysterio masks. That's how that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dylan got's wife came home and they how they, they they were evicted from the apartment, but he had 18 different Rey Mysterio masks. <laughs> but this is the thing I think New Japan is get a weird where it's like Liger pretty much loses in WCW for like six straight years. He gets to beat Benoit. And this is exactly what AEW wants to do now, is they want to have this working relationship with New Japan. And I think Everyone's wondering why they're doing this shit with Impact, and I honestly think it's just to prove to New Japan that they can work well with another company and make them look good so that they get the deal that WCW had in the 90s with New Japan, which was like, Liger will come over, he'll win, he'll lose, he'll leave. Or, and not and not even, it'll just be like, hey, do some other, like, even in 99 to 2000, I mean, the dog shit days of WCW, but, like, literally be like, Liger's here, he's gonna wrestle fucking hole-in-one Barry Darso. Hole in one Barry Darso lost, but you know what? He doesn't care because he still got us all his golf clubs. See you next week. Hole in one Barry Darso just lost to Jushin Liger, but that's fine because it was in 15 minutes, so his club sandwich that he ordered had arrived, and he is enjoying it. <laughs> I wish that uh, Hole in One had that. Like, what? Okay, wait a minute. My nachos are done. I tap. I'm done. And then he just eats nachos ringside. Yeah, all right. I'll go. My pizza's here. Yeah, exactly. And then he finally turns babyface when shut up. And then he single tear. I'm fat. Yeah, Barry, and then he Barry Darso when woke Barry, one, Darso. Barry Darso became a babyface, it went from shut up to uh, tone it down. Yeah, and he came. He got the mic. He get the microphone. He'd be like, "That's a microaggression." Yeah, I don't. I don't appreciate your tone, but I appreciate your right to speak your mind. <laughs> shut up, me. Uh, Here's the thing to remember about me is that I'm when I'm yelling at you, I'm really yelling at me. <laughs> yeah, okay, Boomer Barry Darso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he gets really into TikTok. I'm sorry, I can't wrestle right now. I've got a bunch of dance challenges to do. Um, here's the thing to never forget, uh, and I I can't stress this enough. Um, Dylan Gott's wedding vows were just a transcript of. Uh, Barry Darso, what Barry Darso said to fans as he was walking to the ring. Yeah, I said, shut up, you're fat. And then I said, I'm number one. I'm number one. That's it. I had beat plants in the audience. I ripped their signs. It was great. Jo- so Liger is in uh, New Japan, basically w- winning all the things. He's a legacy act at this point. And as he moves on, his main appearances in North America are for Ring of Honor, where a bunch of guys with neckbeards jack off onto crackers and eat the own crackers. Like, he's basically, he slow fades out of WCW quickly. Like, he hits, like, he's, like, popping in, pops back in briefly in 99, and is like, wait, what? No, no. Bye-bye. Comes back. Yeah, and then starts making, you know, appearances for the Super Indies. What I would like to know, and it's hard to find the insight in this, is that Jujin Liger is one of the few Japanese wrestlers. I don't know if it's a money thing, if he likes traveling, if he hates his family, but he kind of just dances in every once in a while. And it's it's just an interest. Not a lot. A lot of Japanese wrestlers that are big in Japan that had an American run, like Kiji Muda, for example, like they pop in never again once WCW, like once the Monday Night Raw wars are kind of done, they're just sort of like, pop, pop, peace. But Jushin Liger is still like, oh, yeah, I'll go to Ring of Honor. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, because they WCW is a big company with a large budget. They can afford a bunch of guys, and Ring of Honor can afford one guy. 
So they have, and it makes way more sense that it makes way more sense to be like, we're going to have Liger come over and it's our special main event match. Jushin Liger versus our champion. Our champion gets to win. Who cares? Or Liger gets to win. And since everyone's a huge nerd, they know who cares. It's all fake. At least he got to wrestle with Liger. How weird do you think the conversations between Joe, uh, Jushin Thunder Liger and Austin Aries were? Also, by the way, I totally forgot about Austin Aries until we did research for this episode. Like, I literally forgot he existed. I forgot his face. I forgot how short he was. I forgot it all. He did something weird, didn't he? He was like, I'm a vegan, and also there's one race, and we're, yeah, we yeah, used yeah, to yeah. be able to fly did, until uh, we sell it. He, he did what they call on the streets the old Atherton got. Yeah. I'm a v- Which means I have a boss-ass middle name. That's true, yeah. It just means that Austin's Austin Aries' middle name is... Uh, Ulysses, Austin, Ulysses, Aries, and everyone was like, "That's pretty sick." And he's like, "Shut up!" <laughs> two thousand five, two thousand six, Liger comes into TNA for a hot second, and uh, basically the purpose that serves is, "Hey, Liger's here. He's gonna lose to a bunch of people." But this is also when TNA's X division—it's not about weight limits; it's about known limits—was around. And what they would do essentially is bring people in, then they would lose, and then they would fucking. I loved. It. They, I loved how 2000s the X Division was, which is like, what are the rules? There are no rules, although there are some very specific rules. <laughs> although here are the exact rules, I lied to you just there. Yeah, 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 that's not a lie. That is a different type of truth, which is also a Bon Jovi album, I think. <laughs> Yo, sick. <laughs> we should quote more Jovi, man. Yeah, we surely should. He just seemed to be a man who genuinely liked wrestling. He's a huge star in Japan, and then occasionally he would leave and do indies in North America because he gets bored and he probably just wanted to... A different... Sorry, pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. A different kind of truth is the Van a- uh, the Van Halen reunion album that is considered shit. Um, uh, I also would like to believe that Jushin Thunder Liger just doesn't like his family. Like that's what I genuinely believe he's like... Stay here in Tokyo and put up with your shit. No, I'm off to I'm off to Florida to talk to Vince Russo, bro. Here's the match, bro. You eat your own mask and shit out your mask, and then you become Liger Juice and Thunder Lightning. We won't be doing that, Vince. Okay, bro. You know what? I like it. <laughs> yeah, he's really around for the prime. Mm, how would you say it? He's around for like the birth of what we now know as wrestling. Like he kind of is one of the that's why he's so important is that up until his retirement this guy is it him tiger mask what dynamite kid Jushin thunder lager in that weird way of he's given a lot of wrestlers who are like well i'll just land on my head a shitload that'll be fine it's like no 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 like don't do what Jushin Thunder Liger does, he's very good at landing on his head. No one else uh, seems to be that good at that. Like, do you know what I mean? Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you get it? No. Jushin Thunder Liger is a trendsetter for the style of wrestling that he does. There's not a lot of people that can do the style of wrestling that Jushin Thunder Liger does, but a lot of people are attempting it, which is why a lot of indie wrestlers and AEW wrestlers' careers... Like, AEW is going to have a very thin roster in six years because a lot of them are just going to be like, I don't have any rotator cuffs, and also my neck doesn't work because I just keep a la-la-la landing on it. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot different than, like, where something starts and where it ends is a very different thing. It's not like you look at these 92 matches and... Benoit and Liger are just like giving each other apron power bombs. It's very much like, oh my god, that guy did a DDT and he just kicked out. What am I watching? Yeah. Oh my. But word. then you're like, 
they're they're opening the cards or like in the middle of the cards doing like the main eventers finishing moves and just kicking out at two and then the you know and then the commentator has to scramble and be like oh it's different when they're just little bitches yeah, like when they're these little losers. boys it's harder to hurt them <laughs> exactly there's not enough momentum because they're so light and poony boys yeah they're crying why are they crying <laughs> they're both crying a lot uh you can't see behind his mask but lager is hard crying right now Here's the thing to remember about Jushin Thunder Liger is most days he wears that mask uh, when he's showering, but he never wears it when he's pooping. Wrap it up. He really, it's more like a, a sportsman, but he uh, he was an 11-time IWGP junior heavyweight champion, which still to me sounds weird. Six-time IWGP tag team champion. Really just ran that division for a million years and just wrestled and had fun had some good storylines towards the end of his career he even did an mma match last minute against uh minoru suzuki where he got beat up real bad yeah i was gonna say how did that go for him because i just saw that he's like he's even done mma and i was like what why why what no 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 you're based on an anime character get out of there get out of there well also this is the early 2000s anoki wanted to prove that all his wrestlers were actually tough because pride fighting champ yeah, exactly. and they just got beat up yeah you, of course yeah. they did you yeah here's a rule <laughs> if antonio Inoki's like here's a business idea uh, do the exact opposite here's a business idea we're putting cheese on cats don't do that <laughs> but it, that's exactly it like i want to know so much about uh, like uh, jushin thunder liger's personal life like is he married does he have kids he must hate his i go back to this he's gotta hate his family because no one's going no one's flying from japan to do Chikara in in their 50s, late 40s. I still think he just needs a break, and this seems to be like a... He, I mean, we don't know anything. Maybe his wife was there. Maybe he's like, all right, I'll do it, but you have to fly my wife out as well. There's no way his wife was there. I'm willing to bet. How much you want to bet? I mean, neither of us can verify the bet, so $25 million. Deal, I take your money. Here's how I verify it. Shut up. <laughs> He's won a litany of awards. He's one of the best wrestlers of all time. John, what's your favorite thing about Jushin Thunder Liger? His hair. I fucking love his hair. His hair is so illustrious. His hair is wonderful. His hair is wonderful. And also, he's the only wrestler that doesn't look like a dork in a full-body wrestling suit. Suit? Yeah, in a suit. He doesn't look like a dork in his suit. It is kind of insane how he doesn't look like a dork, even though he has horns and a full suit on. Yeah, fucking tight. I think the best... Best thing is uh, the shooting star press. Oh, of course. Oh, Dylan has to keep it serious. I, I'm Dylan. I gotta keep it serious. That's you. I do have to keep it I'm serious. I'm making fun of you. This is a very serious podcast. What's the worst thing about Jushin Thunder Liger? You big shithead. <laughs> I mean, the fact that his the, his episode opened me up to that absolute insult. Uh, I'm gonna say the worst thing about him was all the things that were said to his face by Bill Watts and uh, Stu Hart. <laughs> the worst thing is that he's five years into being a, no, he's three years into being a wrestler, and then Antonio Noak is like, "What I think would be good for you is if you go into a dungeon with a man molester, not child. This man molests men." And then he was, he's going to fucking give you a couple oil changes, the old thumb and the pooper, and then you're good to go come back. I mean, he, <laughs> I mean, imagine, I just want Antonio Inoki and Stu Hart must have met at some point, and that would have been, I guarantee that they shook hands for 38 minutes because neither one of them wanted to be the one. <laughs> to have it stop? 
I do think, like, obviously, Stu Hart was an Olympic wrestler, and I do think he obviously was a tough man. But I just like that all these wrestlers say he was a tough man, and then it's like, oh, what do you do to prove he's tough? <laughs> he just beat me up a bunch. All right. <laughs> like, well, that's why, why was that a tough? What made him so tough? Oh, when I was very susceptible, he would attack me. Oh, okay. That doesn't sound like he's tough. That sounds like he's a terrible person. You have your words, I have mine, baby. He broke both my hands and then made me use a fork. Tough guy. He made me, ta- he made me talk to fucking... Um Corey Hart? No, that's not his fucking... What's the crazy Hart? Corey Hart. No, that was one of the... That was honestly... Uh, Corey never wanted to wear sunglasses at all, and then <laughs> Stu told him to, and then they wrote a song about it, and he got a big hit, and the greatest thing that happened was he got to leave the family. I'm growing new bones. What the fuck is that Hart family person's name that I can never remember? The really... Cr- Keith? No, oh, he's got the cats. Oh, God damn it. Teddy. Teddy. There you go. You fucked that all the way up. Oh, I really did. Here's the worst thing about fucking growing a new shoulder and elbow is that your fucking mind is a sieve. Because this is sleep when it comes to growing a fucking new shoulder and elbow. Oh, I'm sleeping. Oh, gravity has caused my body to shift a millimeter. I've just woken up in the most searing pain possible. And then you, you fear sleep. You ever fear sleep, Dylan? No, you don't. Sleep is a release to you, not to me. <laughs> John Hastings is trying to cover for his pussy ass. He could never fucking last in the dungeon <laughs> like I could. I'll break my shoulder for fun. Yeah, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Have we have we revealed that you are with child? Yes, we have. Um, I cannot wait for when Dylan Gott's child is injured and Dylan's wife is dealing with it fine and Dylan's just going to churches lighting candles going, I hope he's okay. And they're like, it's a head cold, Mr. Gott. I don't know how the to comprehend tr- That'll never loss. happen. That's you. That'll never happen to me because I have European genes, John. Let me tell you about the flying men that used to be before we sullied our race. Oh, wait, what? They're telling me, my producer's telling me, I can't talk about that again. Mm, yeah. So <laughs> we're going to fucking Dylan, get the fuck out of here, you piece of shit. Oh, no, that was straight up. I listened first time actually learning what the Nazis believed, and it was basically that uh, we used to be able to fly until fucking we allowed Italians to vote. <laughs> That's pretty much Yeah, it's, it's really good. No, it's We yeah, got it's, Italians in here now. Look at it. We used to be able to fly. Yeah. You motherfuckers. We used to be supermen, and then the and then we then we lost our blonde hair because part of it had something to do with the sunlight glistening. It's so fucking fucked up. It's 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 a god damn it, John. We fucked up. Because this is, uh, all right, so next week, this is very funny. We actually skipped a week. This is coming out on March 7th, Juice and Thunder Liger. Next week, we're doing the Briscoe Brothers because to fucking, now Wednesday now, we have to record three count. We're supposed to do three count today. Oh, well, what are you going to fucking do? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to fucking sing along with three count a bit, baby. All right. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We are bent over. Uh, we are nude, and we are being entered by a person we paid. Thanks so much. We're patreon.com backslash wrestler review if you want to pay for us to be entered by people that we give money to. We are side by side. We are violating COVID protocol because, as John says, you got to violate the protocol to get violated truly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I've never fucking eaten a bat. Not real. Hashtag fake news. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, if you. Oh, sidebar. By the way, I've got. Listen, I've got a couple of friends that have gotten gotten real fun during the lockdown. One of them was just like, I'm just waiting for them to start calling it COVID 21. And then there was a headline that was jokingly be like, "Welcome to COVID 21." And he was like, "I told you." And I was like, "God 
Damn it. <laughs> and that was Dylan. That was Dylan Gott. That was me. <laughs> that was me. God damn it. COVID 21, baby. You can get me on Twitter at Dylan Gott. You can get uh, John on Twitter at the John Hastings. Oh, we are on Twitter, our account at Wrestler Review for more updates. Just fucking tweet at us. Tweet at us shows that you want us to review, people you want us to review. Whoever is Ejack who commented on our iTunes, please reveal yourself. You are a genius. You have won some Wrestler Review Kleenex, by which I mean we'll use an Amazon Prime account to send some Kleenex to your house and you jack off, oh show God. us the jack off, all right? That's true. Oh, that's man. the thing. That's our, <laughs> that's our, what we're going to use Patreon money for is you get enough money, we're just going to give you one box of Kleenex, we're going to Amazon Prime it to your house, and then you get to spurt everywhere. Yep, I stand by that. Ladies and gentlemen, we're, that is what is happening. <laughs> my name is John Hastings. I am going to go ice my shoulder and lie down for another 20 minutes, and then walk around for 90 minutes so that I don't become a giant gross man. For Dylan Gott, I'm a hot boy. Suck on my toes. Please rate and subscribe and review while rating and subscribing. Bye-bye, guys. Mm-hmm.